0: And welcome back to the Back Row Eagle Show, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. I apologize for the long layoff. I'm not going to lie. I didn't feel like doing a fucking podcast, man. It's just that easy. I had so much going on with the Dynasty Rewind, um, working like crazy, life and that Rona getting in the way. I didn't have it, but it's just getting in the way of everything, it seems. I don't know how I didn't get it because the people that come into my work, they're just flat out fucking disgusting. That's just how it is. So let's get into some news quick before we talk about one of the most important things. To being an Eagles fan, and that's the rivalry with the Dallas Cowboys. We've got a very special guest on today, but we're gonna to get to that in a minute. Just a couple couple things I want to touch on. So Bleacher Report continuing their fantastic journalistic prowess. I mean, I should be writing for uh Bleacher Report because they're gonna let you know who's breathing and who wipes back to front. But um apparently Miles Sanders is ready to be according to Bleacher Report. Well, whoop the fucking do. He's probably ready to be a running back one. So uh, moving on, the birds are also eyeing Devonta Freeman, Carlos Hyde, and Lillian Le- From a pure NFL standpoint, I know a lot of guys on the background channel talk about fantasy, and here's the deal. Any of these guys, fantasy-wise, to Miles Sanders is going to be like when the Eagles signed Dorsey Levins and Brian Westbrook was there. It's that easy. From a pure NFL standpoint, you need depth. God forbid Miles Sanders tears his ACL week one. Are you comfortable... Trying to make a Super Bowl run with Boston Scott and Michael Warren, you're not. They weren't drafted for a reason. Devonta Freeman's the guy I'd like the best, barring injuries. I don't know. He's a good receiving back. He'd fit the scheme well. Shady McCoy, he's the greatest Eagles running back of all time. He's a franchise leading rusher. Should have never been traded. Yet another reason Chip Kelly will forever rot in hell. Um, but here's the thing: How do you bring in Shady McCoy? He's your all-time franchise-leading rusher, and he's supposed to be the backup. Doesn't make a lot of sense. The guy I'd like the most, Carlos Hyde. He's nothing spectacular. He's your between-the-tackles runner. Boston Scott's your receiving back then if Miles Sanders were to go down probably the cheapest out of the three and would probably be the best fit just for those reasons alone Aside from that dillard is ready to dominate at left tackle according to head coach doug peterson i don't know how you can dominate at left tackle when you can't practice against anybody but here's the thing do not resign jason peters i don't care about him putting videos of him working out online i work out too and i'm 35 i'm not playing left tackle i'm not also i'm also not massive and i never played left tackle that's kind of irrelevant but um That being said, hey, listen, like I'm saying before, the time is now. If you want to win the Super Bowl, you got to do it now. The division's getting better. It's not the NFC least anymore. Cowboys got better. Giants got better. The Redskins somehow got better, although I still think they're a quarterback away from being competitive. I don't care what anybody says. Dwayne Haskins is one of the slowest quarterbacks I've ever seen, and I've watched Nick Foles run the football. It's terrible. But that being said, the team that we have to worry about the most is the Dallas Cowboys. They hated Dallas Cowboys. That rivalry, two times a year where we could just hate somebody for wearing a star. And you know what? We're an equal opportunity podcast. So we're bringing on our third ever guest. Don't hate me. Don't turn it off. But to really talk about a rivalry, you have to get both sides. You have to get the perspective from all around. So for our third-ever guest, a good friend of mine and fantastic fantasy football player, we have my friend Nick Richardson on this week, and he is a Cowboys fan. So, Nick, let's uh, let's start off by saying hello to you. How are you tonight down there in Texas? So he's not a bandwagon weed-em-boys guy, okay? He is from the state of Texas. So, Nick, how are we tonight?
1: Oh, uh, We're doing pretty well tonight. Just having a cold shiner talking about some uh, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, well... They both sound
0: disgusting. I'm just kidding. I've had Shiner before. Which one you, are you having, though? I can't.
1: It is the Shiner Light Blonde tonight. Okay.
0: I think I've only had their Bach, which is very good.
1: I do love the Shiner Bach. It's just a little heavier, and I wanted a lighter beer tonight. Okay, well,
0: I'm going with Pennsylvania's Finest. That's a lion's head. Um, so if anyone that listens is a fan of The Office, that is the beer that Dwight True drinks. It is a real thing, not just a novelty thing. So, Nick, it's great to have you on, I guess. i <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Kidding, it is great to have you on. So, Nick and I uh we met playing fantasy football. We are in the Sons of Dynasty League. Um, if you are a Dynasty Rewind listener, we did a massive podcast with uh what was that six people on there? I think it was
1: six of us, yeah. It was
0: six, yeah. Well, it had to be six because we did it through StreamYard, and StreamYard mm. only allows six people on a time because I'm not paying for the premium version because I'm cheap. Twenty bucks is a month, a month is enough. Thank you, StreamYard. Although I think uh your platform is great using it tonight, although I usually record with Audacity, but I usually also don't have guests on this podcast either. So, all right, Nick, first I want to ask you. Now, I said before I'm cheap. I don't go to Eagles games a lot because I can't afford it. I got a mortgage. I got a house. How often do you go to Cowboys games?
1: I don't. I've been to one Cowboys game in my actual life um jerry keeps those prices a little too steep for me um i would rather save 300 dollars on the cheap sheet cheap seats and watch it from home because that's yeah. about how much they are all the way up there
0: really even for the cheapies
1: the bad seats are still up there
0: you know it's it's things too because i'm sure they do the same thing that the eagles do when the single game tickets go on sale mm-hmm. you can wait on the phone for four hours and still get nothing yep but then you go like the third party and Ticketmaster just, it's they up. man, it, it's terrible. Like I was trying to take my wife to uh, watch the Eagles play the Bears last year, mm. which was in November. And you know what I mean? Like starting to get crappy out up here, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't find a way to do it for less than $500. God, And, I'm, and that's just for the tickets. And I'm like, babe, I, I can't. I just can't. Besides, I got a good TV at my house. The bathroom's always open.
1: Yep. There you go. Beer
0: selection's better. That's what I think.
1: I think if you want an average, if you took a date, let's say you and your wife went to a Cowboys game here in Arlington, and you got just a middle-of-the-run seat, you know, somewhere in Section 2 or in the 200, something like that, plus parking, plus drinks and food and everything like that, you might be looking between $800 and $1,000 for the night, and that's insane.
0: And yet they pack the stadium every week. Every week.
1: Well, they now there is a caveat. There is a standing room only section. And I think it's only like $25 or $35. It's first come, first serve. So as soon as you get there, it's like on the party deck. So as soon as you if you move to go to the bathroom, you're not getting back. So no. as soon as they open the doors, it's a mad rush sprint to those rails for two hours before the game or whatever.
0: Who wants to, who wants that?
1: And it's not even worth it. Now you're just fighting it to be at the game. It's not even great. To see it now, pass. Yeah.
0: No, I'm going to go ahead and pass. You know, I love going to to the link. It's a great stadium. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) But it's just, it's bad price-wise. Now, I will say this. So we're talking about the rivalry. Rivalry. Can't talk. I should probably be able to say it if I'm going to talk about it. I have been to an Eagles-Cowboys game at Lincoln Financial Field. I've been to one. It was actually To's first game back mm. at the link after he signed with the Cowboys. It's
1: a good game for you.
0: Well, I didn't think it was going to be a good game for me at first. I mean, it was back and forth. It was your typical Eagles Cowboys game. You know what I mean? Like you feel away during the week, and then the game happens, and you're like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, it's one of those things where the place was a madhouse. They were burning To jerseys in the parking lot. You know all that stuff, doing burnouts <laughs> on top of them with their car is there any game that sticks out to you? That's kind of the one that sticks out to me, but in this series, is there any one that sticks out to you the most? It could be recent. It could the, be
1: when younger. Yeah. The, the most, the game that sticks out the most is the Jason Witten helmet game, right? With him catching that pass and running and having it hit off and still going, just can't tackle the beast. And he's just running with no helmet, making the Eagles look like the Eagles. Like, <laughs> that game without a doubt sticks out the most
0: that yeah that was that was a pretty good one um so for me it's it's tio's homecoming obviously because i was there sure. um now let me ask you this I, i'll just um i'll ask you before i tell you my thoughts on it what is your perspective on the cowboys eagles rivalry just because i feel like we hate you more than you hate us
1: um i think that's possibly fair um because I was
0: told that you guys probably hate the Giants more than you hate us, right?
1: So, and you, and so there's the difference, and so that's that's the exact caveat I was kind of going towards. As a whole, the Eagles fan base hates the Dallas Cowboys the most, more
0: there's than no, anything.
1: Like, it, you ask any Eagles fan, "Fuck the Cowboys," always. You ask a Dallas Cowboys, you do four different Cowboys fans, you might get two Eagles, one Redskins, and one Giant. It is across the board. There's no consensus. For me, it's the Eagles. Okay. But it's because I don't respect the other two organizations. I don't. I don't see them as challenges.
0: Not even the Giants. I mean, the Giants did win two Super Bowls. They did, but years, look so.
1: how they did it. Like it, there was not convincing. Like it wasn't like they're such a superior team or organization. They caught fire, and you catch fire. I mean, hell, any team can do that. Like I just, uh, Giants don't impress me.
0: Okay. I mean, okay, well, then I'll tell you what. We were going to talk about this towards the end. Let's just touch on it now real quick. So you, you don't have respect for those two organizations. What do you think, leaving the Eagles out, because obviously we're talking about this rivalry here, we're mm-hmm. talking about you and me and us and them and blah, blah, blah. What do you think about the Giants and the Redskins? How do you think they're going to fare this year in the NFC East? A lot of turnover, a lot of new places and, or new faces and new places, new coaches.
1: Yeah. So you know, I think the Redskins uh, get last in the division. Um, I would agree, just because you know they got some players I like. I love what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. I love Absolutely. that that D line they're building is it's going to be great. It's going to rival the Eagles' line a year or two ago, whatever, uh, where they were just monsters. That's what the Redskins are doing. Like they're shutting it down. Um, their offense. So many They're questions. We're
0: going to have to cuz they can't score points. H- Haskins,
1: what are you going to do with Haskins? Like are you maybe, sold
0: on him as an NFL quarterback?
1: Uh, I mean, it depends if you want like a discount Derek Carr. Um <laughs> Derek Carr is discount enough. <laughs> I, I, it's Haskins. That's what I mean. You know, I stand by that. <laughs> I, I um,
0: disagree. I
1: love that. You know, effect. I'm going to turn on that. I, I actually like Carr a little bit, you know. D- Carr? He, he has moments.
0: on, but I mean didn't the guy come back from a broken back early and, and keep playing like he's he was he had was it
1: 2016? He was like on an MVP run or something, I can't remember. Yeah. Then he like broke his tibula or something. I can't remember. They had a good
0: team that year, too.
1: That was pre-uh Amari Cooper realizing it was Oakland. Um <laughs> but uh I like Carr by no means I think he's special, but Haskins, you know, back to what we're actually talking about. Um Haskins is he's not it. He's bad. He's just bad. You know, he might develop to be an average quarterback maybe. Uh but there's not enough on offense. Like okay, you just now you lost Trent Williams. That's not good. Um I like Terry McLaurin they got a couple other receivers. Steven Sims, Jr. I like, you know, Sims, but they ain't nothing on offense that scares me. Like their
0: running back situation is terrible. I
1: love love Darius guys. Sometimes.
0: But like, is he going to play?
1: If he's there, I don't, you know, you can't count on that until you see it. So yeah. I don't see anything there yet. You know, like I said, their defense is building, big fan. Uh, Giants, quite the opposite. I love what they're doing on offense. Yeah. Um, I like the way they're building it. I like Daniel Jones enough. I think he's going to have issues as well. Like, not as bad turnover prone as Jameis Winston, but he's going to throw, he throws interceptions he like makes Eli Manning
0: through interceptions too. And so did Eli Eli yeah. was like
1: a I think it was a one for one wasn't he Touchdown an interception or something like
0: that career win loss ended up being yeah, 500 no. and people are saying he's a hall of fame quarterback I mean no you know what hey now before you finish talking about the Giants I do want to ask you this could Eli Manning's career trajectory have been different if the Giants would have given him some better talent sometimes there's a lot of times where their defensive, they had, remember when they've won that first Super Bowl in 07, that defensive line was
1: nasty. All defense, sick. I mean,
0: oh, it, it was a fantastic defense. Yeah. Offense, was, they
1: had Plaxico Burris, who was mediocre.
0: He was not the yeah. Plaxico Burris that he was in Pittsburgh. So if he would have had some top-tier talent around him.
1: He's maybe. had a couple of playmakers. He's never had anything big time. So maybe he could have been a little bit better. Um I think he got rattled a little bit in games and I that, those, that. those poor decisions got kind of exposed in that manner. It wasn't because of who he was trying to get it to, but the fact that he couldn't get it there because he was shaken up. I mean, they had, like I said, they had some pretty good players with, you know, Mr. Salsa dance and whatnot. But um, anyways, I like what they're doing now. DJ's all right. I think he's gonna be maybe a slightly above average quarterback, probably like 14 to 16, right? Like right in the middle. Um Barkley. I know I'm, I'm not talking about Barkley, nobody needs to talk about Barkley.
0: Yeah, um he's the man.
1: Evan Ingram, special special player, kind of goes the same way with Geis. Is he gonna play? Like he seems like always dinged up. Right. And then I'm a big Darius Slayton fan. Uh um, me too. Darius? Is that right? Sure. That sounds off, actually. I say I'm a big fan. I'm a big Slayton fan. Um, that um, oh, that's going to bug me now. But um,
0: I, I'm pretty sure it's right. I think it's Darius
1: Slayton. But uh, I
0: don't know. I feel like I know, but now I don't. So,
1: <laughs> But I uh, know. So I like what they're doing on offense. Their defense isn't far behind. It's just, it's not as impressive to me yet. Um, but I think they're building well. Um, I think they could be up, coming up a little bit. But
0: yeah.
1: I think they're still a significant step behind Philly and behind Dallas.
0: I mean, again, these franchises are heading in the right direction.
1: Yep. I think,
0: here's the thing. I know Daniel Snyder loves Dwayne Haskins. I know he does. He's not Ron Rivera's guy. You know what I mean? Ron Rivera coached Cam Newton for however long that they were together in Carolina. Dwayne Haskins is not Cam Newton. No. By any means. He's, Nowhere near as athletic. You know, I think um, and Nick and I obviously we're in the fantasy industry, and there seems to be for whatever reason, massive, massive Ohio State homerism Mm -hmm. in the fantasy community. So everybody is hopping on board the Dwayne Haskins bandwagon. The dude is slow. And for a guy that ran RPOs in college is so unathletic. Man, and like, well, though the last game they played against you, he was lighting it up. Dude, our secondary is terrible. <laughs> our secondary got a hell of a lot better since last year, man. Yeah, Hell of a lot better. So now, before we continue talking about the rivalry, I want to ask you about a, a couple of things Cowboys related, okay? And I can talk about this stuff all out. I'm not a Cowboys fan. So my opinion might not be as valid as yours, but I am the host of the show, so it is pretty valid. Mike McCarthy, your thoughts on that hiring? Um is he gonna be genius, Mike McCarthy? Is he gonna be dud, Mike McCarthy? Uh,
1: he's not gonna be a dud. I, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm good. I like the hiring. Um, maybe it was just because I wanted Jason Garrett gone so bad. Um, but he's gonna be fine. I wouldn't also call him a genius. You know, he's not gonna unlock this offense or defense where they're otherworldly. Uh, the offense itself is already good enough. I think he's going to allow the playbook to develop a little bit more um, than, than JGZ didn't allow previously. Um, so I think we'll see more three wide sets where there's a little bit more crossing and less curl routes and stop routes because everyone in the freaking world knew that Cowboys were running a stop route on fourth and three. Like, why are you running this? Um, So I think he's going to be more open-minded, you know, reports on the hiring were that he, in the year he was off was that he studied a lot of analytics between, I think he actually dropped PFF as one of his um, sources or sites, whatever you want to call it. So I know he's been studying trying to adapt a little bit more. I see the Cowboys offense, unless it just falls apart at the wills, I don't, I don't see that happening. they are going to be a top five offense next year. Okay. And there's, I just don't think there's anything around that that can make that not happen.
0: Okay. Let's talk about your quarterback situation. And this is interesting. So um, I don't have a lot of respect for Jerry Jones and here's why I'm just going to throw this out there. Two reasons. One um, the world is in shambles and the dude is drafting from his fucking private yacht. Like, all right, Jerry, you're a billionaire, whatever. We get it. What pissed me off was when Dak was having that rookie season, that was a fantastic rookie season. I'll give him credit for that. There was an ESPN pregame thing where he's talking about, you know, we knew right there that we had the rookie of the year. Bullshit. <laughs> when Dak Prescott was drafted, Tony Romo was still there and you were hoping to win a Super Bowl with Tony Romo. You did not know you had the rookie of the year. You didn't even want this guy stepping on the field. Okay. So the, for those two reasons, but let's talk about quarterbacks here. So supposedly, Dak turned down a contract offer that would have made him the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history. Now, I want to pair that with this. They signed Andy Dalton to a cheap contract. Do they let that Dak walk? Is it possible he plays out this year on that fifth-year tag? Andy Dalton comes in and, man, I mean, really, if you think about it, for the Cowboys to be successful, they don't need anything more than a guy to come in under center and manage the game. Your running game is stellar. By the way, this is painting me. It's hurting to say everything, but it's it's true. Your running game is stellar. Your wide receivers are fantastic. Your defense is above average, is not an average defense. It is stellar, and it'll be even better if, if Leighton Van Esch comes back. We don't know what's going to happen. We were talking about that before the show. So do you think do you think the, the rumors are true? This is a long-winded question. Are the rumors true about the Dak turning it down, and do you think that the Andy Dalton signing was depth, or was it a message to Dak Prescott? Or was it both?
1: Um, before that, I get into that. I want I, I. don't think our defense is as good as you say it is. I think S- it's
0: good enough, that's so, for sure.
1: But I think you're missing the one part that we lost, Byron Jones. You can't forget about that.
0: I think Byron Jones got overpaid.
1: Um, oh, I, I, he's, he definitely got overpaid. I do not want to pay that contract to him. Um, I don't have
0: it in front of me, but I remember I was like, whoa. I was like 4-4.
1: Oh, I don't know. it was like eighty thousand or eighty million or so. I can't I'm, remember. It was I'm way surprised
0: too much. That Miami spent that much because they're not in a position to contend right now. They're, they're three confusing. to four years away, I think, before they're anything really serious as far as contenders go.
1: Agreed. Um, all right, with Andy Dalton, I think it's just a brilliant signing. When's the last time we had a quarterback with a decent backup? It was Dak when- behind Romo.
0: When Jason Garrett was Troy Aikman's backup, <laughs> was probably a
1: pretty good one, right? But Dak behind Romo. Aside from that, you might be right there. It might have been Jay Z, but
0: didn't, and now hold on. Now correct me if I'm wrong. I thought Dak was never the backup
1: because here's third Tony, string.
0: Well, didn't Tony Romo get hurt in preseason, and it's pretty much been Dak's show since day one, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah. So he, if you think about it, he never really was the backup.
1: Well, he started out as the backup, but nonetheless, True. technicalities, whatever. Yeah. But the point was they were going into that season with a good backup. True. Um, if you consider, and this is also part of Romo years of constantly hurt and whatnot, Romo gets hurt, who goes in? Fucking Whedon? Are you kidding me? Kyle Whedon's, Orton? Fuck Orton? Fuck any of them. I don't care. They're all trash. They were guys. Um, they were just guys. They, were, they say. were guys that could make a snap and we could go 6 and 10, 7 and 9, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Andy Dalton's not bad. He's just not special. Um, He is a stable quarterback that, for whatever reason, if he needed to play, he could take this offense to a win. Exactly what you said. We have Zeke. Zeke is, however you want to slice it, a top four running back. I don't care. I personally think he's the best pure rusher currently. Um, I don't think he's the best running back, um, if that makes more sense. Um, It's kind of like the –
0: no, I, I get what you're saying because maybe Saquon Barkley could be considered a better all-around back, yep. but I do like Zeke between the tackles a little bit more. Although, yep. Elliott last year really did... He he stepped up his receiving chops big time. The year
1: week. before was his bigger his bigger receiving year. He okay. actually struggled um, at the beginning of last year, and I think that had part to do with the holdup. Well, not,
0: not against but,
1: us. <laughs> well, Zeke always eats against Philly. He always does. He always eats, but... Um, so I think Dalton was more just a that's a smart NFL franchise football move. They paid him three million dollars to be a backup quarterback. That's brilliant, that's awesome. Like if whatever happens with Dak doesn't play, holds out, gets hurt, you have a capable NFL starting quarterback ready to go. Um, very similar to when Wentz goes down and Foles comes in and comes and gets a Super Bowl. Um Dak and his contract, it's a little bit more convoluted. And because it's the Dallas Cowboys, if you put Dallas Cowboys in a headline, it's going to be just all over the place. It's going to have rumors. It's going to have nothing that's true for the most part because it spreads like wildfire. Um, the latest thing that I've heard about Dak and his contract is they're pretty much close. It's The contract offer was like five years, $175 million, which breaks. Serious. It's 35 a year, you know right on mark with the, the way that the quarterback trends going right now. And what the issue is Dak wants four years. Cowboys want five at that money. Dak says, well, if I give you a fifth year, I want my fifth year to be $45 million, which, okay. You want a $10 million bump because at that, t- at the end of that contract, you know, quarterback cap situation is going to be how much higher than 45 or $35 million. At least, Probably a decent amount. So he's playing a smart move. What the Cowboys and Dak are talking about is a $2 million deal deal, $2 million a year difference. So a $37 or $37 million a year contract gets Dak done for five years. And that's probably what's gonna happen. I think it's you're looking at 37, it might go to 37 and a half, looking around 110 to 115 guaranteed. Yeah. It's gonna happen. It's gonna get locked up. Jerry signs his guys, and you know you may hate the Jera, but uh, he is a salesman and he gets his guys. You know I hate I hate Jerry too sometimes. A lot of the times, but he's gonna sign the guys he wants to sign.
0: See, we don't we. It's weird in Philadelphia. We don't really hate the owner. We always hate the general manager. But I guess for you, it's the same thing. It's one of yeah. the same. So, okay. So let me ask you this: Do you want Dak to be your quarterback for the next five years?
1: You know, so I'm not as in love with Dak as um, my fantasy football team's team seem um or the rest of Cowboys nation seems to be in love with Dak or actually it's honestly still you know, romo lovers hate Dak. Like they nobody can understand like it's okay to like both. Um I like Dak. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I think he's damn good. Um $35 million a year is going to look like nothing at the end of this contract. So it's going to look, it's going to look shock and awe when he signs it. And then in two or three years, it's going to be like, Oh wait, he's right in the middle of the road now in money. So I, I would be okay with it because Dak's good enough to take the current team we have to contention. Um, and if without Dak, we're going to go early pick. So it's fine too, I guess, but
0: we, we kind of have a similar thing here in Philadelphia. You're either you still have the Wentz guys, obviously, I'm a big Wentz fan. Um, and then you have the Foles people are like, Well, they need to keep Foles. Wentz is always hurt. And you know what? Wentz is not always hurt. I know it looks like it, but here's the yeah. thing in four years, he's only missed eight games. I mean, four years, eight games. It's you know what I mean? It's just it looked like it was worse than what it was. I had some people saying that he was soft in the playoff. Game. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. And like I say, I'll tell you what, I'll hit you in the back of the head with a baseball bat because that's pretty much what getting hit by Jadavian Clowney probably felt like.
1: Probably.
0: You go out there and quarterback a team. Okay. Ser- seriously. Like, come on. Also, you get hit like that. You don't have a choice. They they pull you out. It is not, it's not your choice. Also, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, I'm gonna I said it before I said it again, you're a piece of shit. You should have been fined and suspended and thrown out. So. That was pretty pretty rough. There was, there was, hey, here Here's the thing. Everybody in the stadium saw it, everybody on TV saw it. The referees didn't see it. So um luckily as a Cowboys fan, you have the refs in your back pocket. We always had to play against you guys Not and the refs. Always true. <laughs> it's always true. It's always true. So oh. let's hey, let's talk. Let's let's go back to the origins of this rivalry real quick. Are you familiar with how it started started? Like way back in the day before you and I were like our fathers probably couldn't even produce active sperm yet when (laughs) this rivalry started let's go back we're going to go back to the cotton bowl december 10th 1967 so keep in mind that back then um the cowboys were good the eagles were not the eagles should have been the better team they were around for 34 years at that point in time um the Eagles are 5-6-1, and one. Cowboys rating 4. See, here we go. Starting a thing here. Um, the Cowboys are leading 31-3. There had been talks about uh, a guy. Uh, his name is Timmy Brown. He just recently passed away. He's an Eagles legend. Um, he was one of the very first like, pure all-purpose backs. Um, look at his stats sometime. For the 1960s, you'd actually be pretty damn surprised at the numbers that he put up. He, he kind of like an Alvin Kamara of back then, but a little bit bigger. Mm. Um, so anyway, uh, apparently there was a bounty on him before the game. That's what they did back then. And that's what apparently the Saints and the Steelers still do. So Cowboys are up 31 to three. Brown runs a dummy route. Quarterback Norm Snead throws to somebody else on the other side of the field. So Cowboys linebacker Lee Roy Jordan who gets inducted into the Cowboys ring of honor in 1989. He elbows Timmy Brown in the face. Timmy Brown suffers a broken jaw and has six teeth knocked out. He was unable to eat solid food for six weeks. So any only, <laughs> and there was only a 15 yard penalty. So that makes sense. Yeah. But Hey, back then, you know what I mean? So that's the origin of the rivalry. And then from there, uh, the Cowboys dominate us for the next, decade after 1966 they win the next 10 matchups 20 of the next 22 um let's keep in mind i don't know how familiar you are with history of your team i'm a big history buff not a lot of people dive into it um basically the eagles had two spells they had the 40s late 40s they were in three nfl championship games they won two 50s they were okay they won the 1960 nfl championship game the only only this is fantastic only time Vince Lombardi ever lost in the playoffs was that 1960 NFL championship game um you could almost find the whole game on youtube there's like a minute and a half missing for some reason i guess it just disappeared it's weird um but then basically they were terrible until 1980 <laughs> like no lie dick vermeil comes in they go to a super bowl they beat the cowboys to get to the super bowl they lose to the raiders and then they're bad again for like another decade so um I think part of it is, from our perspective, you were so good right away as an expansion team. Yep. We're one of the original NFL teams. We sucked for so long. You're America's team. America was not founded in Texas. I understand there's nothing more American than Texas, but it was founded <laughs> in Philadelphia. The logo of the country is not a star. There's stars in the flag, but our logo is an eagle. I guess all these things just add up, and it gets vicious at times. You know you know what I mean so from your perspective historically how how do you how would how would an old school Cowboys fan like is your dad a Cowboys fan or
1: any girls? No my uh, my dad actually doesn't care for football that much he really nah, he'll watch it he just doesn't he's not a fan okay like if it's when I go home for Thanksgiving we'll uh we'll have football on but he doesn't know any of the names. He doesn't know any of the guys. He doesn't know. I mean, he knows football. He played football growing up, but he doesn't care about it anymore. Like it doesn't affect his life. So he doesn't follow it. Hmm. Um,
0: That's interesting for someone that lives in Texas, by the way.
1: It is. And it's a little bit of backstory to that is. So my dad was a linebacker growing up and he, uh, he played in college and then he was playing um, semi-pro and uh, he ended up getting hurt a little bit. And then coming back, he was playing some more. And then he was uh right there on the line of actually playing, you know, probably a backup or a special teams kind of player. Um, but he had walked away from football for my mom. Um, because they had it, I don't know, whatever the reason was, I have no idea. Um, so I think it's one of those situations where he doesn't like to really get into it because it makes me it makes him think of what he missed. Okay. You know, so it's one of those I- like it kind of hurts to watch for him. Yeah,
0: no, I, I get it then. But um, so, yeah, okay. So if you ask an old school Cowboys fan, like a guy that's been a Cowboys fan from day one, what would they say about the Eagles rivalry?
1: Um, You know, kind of like I hit it at the beginning, it just depends on the one that you ask. If you find the right person that hates Philly, like I do, um, they're kind of what you're getting at. You know, we it's not. We hate you,
0: dude, Don't worry, Nick.
1: Oh, I know. I feel the love. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's not so much of the historical aspect of we're, you know, we're America's team and whatever else, all of that stuff that you're mentioning. We don't care about that much. It's more or less of just how filthy people ask uh, act. It's just, ugh, you just you just stay in Philadelphia and don't come to Dallas. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need that down here.
0: Well, I will say I don't actually live in Philadelphia, but I did live in Philadelphia for a few months, so I do have some street cred. I don't have street cred. I'm a middle-aged <laughs> guy. There's, there's no street cred. Um, you know, for me, like, whenever I think about stuff like this, for whatever reason, my dad just checks out. I'm like, Dad, what did, what did you think of the Cowboys as a kid? He'd be like, I don't know. You yeah, know, I don't know. I was just trying to get laid. But um <laughs> yes, my Uncle Al, Monclaw's great. I plan on having both him and my dad on the show at some point in the summer. Um, that's going to be a shit show. I don't even know how I'm going to do that. But anyway, um, he's great. Old school Eagles fan. And it's always a like, hey, fuck him. Hey, fuck him. <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I think I think what really kind of elevated it was this. Like we were so bad for so long. And you guys were you go from Tom Landry to Jimmy Johnson to Barry Switzer. I mean, I know Cowboys fans maybe are mixed on Barry Switzer, right? I like Barry. Yeah, he won, but he won you Super Bowl, right? So you had it was like one, two, three decades of success. Meanwhile, here we are just bumbling around, laughing stock of the. We were like the Bengals of the seventies, and you're basically rubbing it in our face. And it's like, that just, I think it makes it worse. And then you guys maybe just have, I think we feel that the Cowboys fans have an air of superiority about them. Not so much you, but I've met some that have.
1: hundred percent, you know, and you're not wrong. There's definitely, definitely some Cowboys fans that are like that. Um, And to be fair, I fucking hate most of the Cowboys fans too. (laughs) See, Uh, that's
0: funny. Hey, look, I'm going to be honest with you. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, obviously I was ecstatic. Of course, right. You're saying, yeah. him, but here's the thing. I knew that there were going to be those insufferable Eagles fans that are going to make us well, that already look bad enough look yeah. even worse.
1: Yeah. But, and you know we've gone over it. I can't. I hate the fucking Weedon boys saying. <laughs> I hate it so much.
0: We had talked about that.
1: And I, I just I I won't say it. I don't say it. You know. I just I can't I rarely even say even reference America's team which because fucking Cowboys Nation and media does it enough I don't need to but yeah. um, Cowboys fans that live in the 90s and don't adapt to what happened after are fucking insufferable even in Dallas it's I can't stand them either it's, it's way too damn much uh, but I think that goes with every fan base I've had some Exactly what you were saying. There are A couple of buddies down here that are Philly fans. After they won the Super Bowl, I thought I was gonna have to fucking curb stomp them. Like,
0: <laughs> you probably should have just like, let them die fuck. after the Super Bowl. That's probably what they wanted anyway.
1: Just go yeah. out happy.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things. Every fan base is bad. The Eagles fans get a really bad rap. Are we a rowdy fan base? Absolutely. We're passionate. You know what? Here's the thing. Philadelphia is not the nicest place in the world have you ever been to philadelphia
1: no i haven't
0: it's actually okay so it's not the greatest it's not the worst there's way worse places you can go in pennsylvania i could sure. show you where they are um depending on where you go philadelphia's actually got some really cool shit going on man yeah you got the art museum you go see the rocky statue um there's a there's a lot of cool shit down there um lots of great breweries lots of fucking awesome food man like yeah. tons of good stuff to do philadelphia gets bad rap you know, Maybe we have an inferiority complex because every team in the NFC East was winning, 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 winning. We're sandwiched right, right between New York, right between Washington, D.C., like an armpit. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. We take it out on the team is doing the best out of the division. be you guys. So um, our fan base, assholes, absolutely. I'm not going to make any excuses. Loyal, absolutely. If you say we're a quarterback factory, we're a quarterback factory. I still hate to pick. Man, hate to pick. Mm. Don't like it. Cowboys Nation
1: will accept your apology for always being a fake <laughs> head.
0: I, uh, I will say this, though. I think I think Hertz gets traded in a couple years.
1: You, you think they're going to try to Jimmy G him? I think so. Yeah, would be a good thing. I mean, if you have – if assuming Wentz stays healthy and touching on what you said earlier, the timing of Wentz's injuries are why he's only missed – like eight games or whatever—it's always at the end of the year. Yeah, it just—it um, was,
0: it was the end of the Super Bowl year. Then it was the beginning of the next year, and the end of mm-hmm, the next year.
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I think that would be a good move. You know, if you can get somebody to you—you know—let me preface this: you would have to get a first-round pick for for Hertz for it to be a good move,
0: or some sort of package deal.
1: Or you got to remember: you spend a second on him, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it could be a pick and a player.
1: It's I say, you can't just get a second because then why the fuck did you take him?
0: Like, Supposedly, I don't know if you heard this or not. They took him so the Cowboys couldn't get him.
1: We weren't, we weren't taking Hurts.
0: That's what I'm saying. I didn't think that they were in, intending on it anyway. Is no. it, I thought the whole report was complete complete BS. I was like, they'll sign Dak before they draft Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Although I think Jalen Hurts in, in Dallas would be freaking scary man
1: I you know I don't hate the fit you know it could be good um but they were they were not gonna spend a second round capital on them not when there were bigger needs like we talked about earlier with byron Jones leaving they needed a corner and when we took CD I knew we were taking CD once I saw uh Denver not take him at 15 it's like Fuck, it's over because I know Atlanta's not taking him at 16. And at 17, if he's there, Jerry's not passing on CD fucking Lamb. Well, um, so
0: apparently, also another report I heard, the Eagles were trying to trade up to sixteen mm-hmm. to get him. Yep. And the Falcons took cornerback A.J. Terrell out of Clemson, yep. who apparently a lot of draft experts had like a second-round grade on.
1: Yeah, he went high. Yeah.
0: So, I mean – Man, the Falcons just doing Falcon things. I don't know how Dan Quinn still has a job. If I could be completely honest oh, with you, like ser- seriously, like come on, dude. You know what I mean? Like, so he's I looked.
1: Think, he looked into Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, and, and outside ruining of ruining, and what is he doing outside of those two? Like, you 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 suck, bro.
0: Yeah, he's. I think he's a guy like Jason Garrett. We could say the same thing. Better coordinator than offensive you know, head coach. 100%. You know, Dan Quinn ran some great defenses up there in Seattle. But mm. I think the loser out of this whole thing between the Eagles, Cowboys, and Falcons, that's going to be the Falcons. Oh, for they're, sure. They're going to look back on it. They're going to regret not getting because, you know, they were probably, it was probably going to be
1: the Eagles or at 21 or 22. We were at
0: 21. And then it was, pr- I don't know if the package was the 50, 53 which is where Hertz was like there if it was a third or whatever, but still man to move back five spots and pick up an extra pick. You you can't tell me, you can't tell me that AJ Terrell wouldn't have been there because it, after that it went CD lamb, the dolphins took a lineman. Okay. Then the Raiders took Damon Arnett is a cornerback. Okay.
1: Whatever. He went fucking high, by the he, way, he I did. can't believe he, I can't believe he was a first round pick.
0: Yeah. That was a little crazy. And then, uh, the Jaguars go with an edge rusher, Kalevon Chaseon from LSU. LSU so, yeah.
1: you can't,
0: you can't tell me that you couldn't have done better. Like the I'm no, sorry, the Falcons. I think were in prime spot to take fucking running back, which they needed. Todd Gurley's knees are shot. They move you know, on to Freeman.
1: I think. I think they're you're you're absolutely dead on with this. They're fucking stupid for not swapping with the Eagles and at minimum picking up a 3, likely with CD on the board and that being a obviously a huge Philly need, Falcons could have and should have and the Eagles should have fucking done it. Regardless, a 1 and a 2 swap ones and give up your 2 for CD Lamb because y'all need it. And oh, yeah. and Falcons make out with a bandit. They still get their guy at twenty one, and then at fifty three, right? Was that you said your second round pick was? Yeah, I think it three, was whatever, 53. early fifties. They could have fucking taken anybody. Fifty three. They yeah. could have taken another corner because Cowboys took Travon Diggs from Alabama in the second. We needed that big time. He he was. I have him over uh, Arnett and Terrell. Uh, so it's very confusing what they did. Plus, as you're talking about running back. I think at 53, only two running backs have been taken. Um, Edwards Allaire was the first one off the board 32. at 132.
0: And then um, Taylor DeAndre, went
1: at like 47, right?
0: DeAndre Swift was off the board.
1: Swift, that's right. They both so – those three went.
0: By the way, I also think that um Chennault got drafted too high. That's me. And then uh, Cam Akers went off the board at 52 – I oh. think actually, wait, hold on. I might be missing. Yeah, I'm sorry. So it was four. It was, um, it was uh, Edwards, Alaire, Jonathan Taylor went off the board. Then it was sorry. The way this is, it was Cam Akers. Yeah, okay. I'm missing someone, but
1: it was four. Jk, I know Jk.
0: Dobbins, I think went after that to be. Yeah,
1: honest. he went. That's what I'm saying. He went after. So and Dobbins would have a fucking awesome fit in, in Atlanta too.
0: He went so, two picks after Jalen Hurts. Fi- he went at mm. 55. I, honestly, dude, I would have been, been fine if the Eagles would have freaking traded Miles Sanders because I think when the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins, I think they were in talks with the Eagles. I think they went to Miles Sanders.
1: I still don't you, understand that.
0: You can't tell me at two picks later, at 53, man, you could have gotten J.K. Dobbins. Or like I was saying – trade for deandre hopkins you want a guy that's like miles sanders take the michael in the fourth round you know how much i love the michael <laughs> very similar skill set to miles sanders though
1: yep very no, similar. absolutely it's very Stein, jordan know,
0: howard blah blah blah
1: it's um teams are confusing man teams are confusing you know hindsight's 2020 looking back at it but yeah i don't understand if I'm if I'm the Falcons, I'm giving y'all that pick all day long, and y'all can come get CD, and I'm getting my guys later. Yeah, um, I'm glad it didn't happen. I'm fucking ecstatic. Uh, you know, Dallas Cowboys Steelers. having CD. You know, I tell you, because I don't know if you've heard CD wanted to wear number ten. Right? I don't know if you had heard that.
0: I had heard something about the whole jersey thing, but didn't yeah. Jerry make him wear eighty eight? No. Like so that?
1: and and like I kind of hinted a second ago, if it says Dallas Cowboys, fucking rumors are everywhere. Don't believe anything. <laughs> um, so Dallas or Jerry said, he's going to let him know that he can wear 88, you know, cause 88s become this, you know, trend for Dallas with
0: Irvin, with
1: Drew Pearson, the Peterson. playmaker does. Yeah. So, you know, nobody, no drafted receiver, unless you're just the air of arrogant is just going to like, I'm wearing 88. That's going to be a number that's given to you. And Jerry's like, hey, if you want it, you can have it. And he actually came on the local radio. CD came on the local radio station today uh, about four o'clock um, talking about it. I actually have me. Let me. Oh, shit. I closed it. Um, nonetheless, he had a conversation with uh, with Michael Irvin, you know, talking about it. And Michael Irvin encouraged him to wear 88 if he felt comfortable with it, because he's like, look, man, we think you are the next 88. We want you to be a part of this fraternity, like so. He, it's one of those, who's like, hey, if you want to wear it, you can have it. Don't feel pressured to, but we think you're you're deserving. No,
0: yeah, he's special. Ceedee Lamb is special, man. Yeah, he, he I, really
1: is. He's a stud. You should be happy.
0: Like, I'll be I'll be honest. Like, I thought the Eagles draft overall, aside from the second round, was good. I love the Jalen Rager pick. He fits exactly into what we want to do.
1: He's a good player for y'all.
0: He's um, good. offensively, they went. They did the same thing offensively and defensively. Speed versatility on defense sure tacklers i mean i'm watching these guys and they wrap people up no no big hitters but sure tacklers i think honestly you could talk to me in five years our best draft pick from this class is going to turn out to be our fourth round pick Kayvon wallace safety out of clemson oh it's clemson i wanted him that's that's the guy well clemson safeties in philadelphia seem to work out pretty well (laughs) um but Kayvon, man, I watch tape on him.
1: Special. He's play. safe. He's safe too.
0: How the hell did he get to the fourth round is what I want to know. There's dudes getting a draft that above him that I'm like, man, <laughs> Kayvon's still on the board. I don't know. It is what it is. But you uh, know,
1: talking about trades uh in the draft, you know, I want to make sure I reach out and say thank you, Philadelphia, uh, for allowing where? us to come up and get our center, Tyler Biotish, uh, in the fourth.
0: Was that the fourth, or I thought that was the fifth. I got it.
1: I'm pretty sure we can't we gave y'all our fifth and our fifth next year for y'all's fourth, yes, if we, I remember.
0: We had to pick right in front of that. I actually didn't the, the pick that we took anyway is a depth pick. It's Jack Driscoll, an offensive lineman out of mm-hmm. Auburn. Um, he's okay, a little bit of a short arm now. Wanna talk about a lineman that I like? We took a guy in the sixth round, and his name is Can't like that you? much uh there he is prince i don't know how to say it that's the problem <laughs> prince Tega wanago um he's another offensive tackle he actually played with jack driscoll our fourth round pick at auburn
1: okay nasty yeah,
0: nasty nasty player man he's a guy that six round pick because he's raw sure needs more time to develop but if dillard our starting left tackle doesn't work out this dude's a road grader man like he will he will mess you up he's there, i saw this one clip the running back was trying to get into the end zone, his running back, he just picks him up and shoves him through a pile of people. Damn. Like he's the type of guy I want, but um, Nick, I'll tell you what, we're about 50 minutes in here. Um, I had a lot of fun talking to you, despite the fact that you're a rampant Cowboys fan. Go Cowboys. Ooh, okay. Well, Hey, at least you didn't say we done boys. Cause you don't like he it. Did. It's funny. Cause I don't like fly Eagles fly either. Um, also, if you're ever in Philadelphia, you probably won't say it, but uh, you'll just hear go birds a lot. Like that's, <laughs>
1: I Stay will make sure everything. I wear my Des jersey when I do that. You should definitely. Maybe Zeke, because he always destroys you all.
0: Just whatever. Wear whatever you want. Um, <laughs> you should come watch. I'll tell you what. We'll get tickets to an Eagles-Cowboy game at uh, Lincoln Financial Field. You can sit on the other side of the stadium for me. <laughs> I'll sit in relative safety. So, That's fair. But, so, Nick, anything you would like to share with our viewers? But our viewers. This isn't going on YouTube. Our listeners before we depart for the evening.
1: Um, not so much. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, hopping on again, you know, later on the season Absolutely. with you talking some shit after the Cowboys win. Um, <laughs> cause this is, this division's just a lock. Um, but you know, if you want to talk some shit to me or tell me why the Cowboys suck, hit me up on Twitter at fantasy spinoff. Um, and I'll give you some shit, you know, it's always gonna be the Cowboys though.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I still think it's the Eagles division to lose. We are the reigning, Division champs. We are so last... weak last year. Yeah. Hey, look! I'll tell you what. I've never seen a team quit at the end of the year like the Cowboys did. Man, they must have I... really wanted Garrett gone.
1: I th- and you know, as stupid as it is, and it, I would be ashamed if it's true, but I wouldn't be shocked if that was actually a true statement.
0: Man, I watched them in Philadelphia. I think it was Week 16.
1: They didn't want to play. They're done.
0: I I've never seen a group of millionaires look so depressed in my life, and I was like. We're going to win the division. All we got to do is beat New York next week.
1: Yeah. So, That's real hard to do.
0: Yeah. They're going to get better, every every team, but the Redskins, the Redskins are going to Redskin every year. So, Nick, again, thank you for coming on. Um, I plan on having you back on again as things develop throughout the offseason. Hopefully there's football. I think there's going to be Oof. too much money we'll to see. be made to not have football. So, Nick, thank you again. Can check Nick out on twitter um play fantasy with him he will hoard every single first round draft pick that he can and he will not feel guilty about it i did get not one back at
1: all though, so. kind of but you also sent me one next year
0: that is true but i got what i wanted out of it so
1: That's fair it's
0: not a big it's not a bad deal but um, all,
1: all i want is travis Etienne next year
0: okay. you can have him you can have reggie bush light for all i care hey, um he's a special player he could be you never know so um until Whenever I do it, it might be two weeks. I got a special show coming up for you. We'll see. I don't know. A lot going on. Um, follow this show on Twitter at back row underscore birds. You can follow me on Twitter for whatever reason at the M 85. Check out my dynasty podcast at dynasty rewind. We have a new YouTube channel. We have an Instagram page, blah, 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 blah. There's a Facebook group too. check all that stuff out. So, hey, until next week, everybody just remember no one likes us. We don't care. Thanks again.